From Alderaan. From Alderaan. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. And whatever's left of Krypton. We are broadcasting live from the largest ship. From the largest from ship. The largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. All right, so when we go in here, man, uh, guys, just uh, be careful about what you touch. There's a lot of things all over the place. Buttons. But I think this is probably the best deal we've ever made. Now, I haven't met this person. You're the only one who really has met this this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, uh, Uatu. Uduatu? Uduatu? I, I haven't met him. We, we have friends that travel in the same circles. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, me and him, we found, we met on this website all about watching stuff. And anyway, we got into it about like, you know, maybe because um, he can see things like and, and by things, I mean, like other dimensions and oh. stuff, oh, okay. things that maybe turned out differently or, you know, just I, I figured why not? And the, the ship is being, you know, renovated. So we don't have the, the technology to, to use there. Yeah. So I figured this would be the next best thing. And all I had to do. Literally, all I had to do was let him ride in the Thanos copter. That's kind of cool. I mean, I like the Thanos copter. Yeah. Why don't I, mean, I get a ride in the Thanos copter? I've done plenty of favors for wait, you. Wait, wait. You mean the vehicle that was all covered in dust? That wasn't oh. dust. Oh, so that's what happened to Jim. Yeah. He's I hadn't seen he, him in a while. Yeah. He's usually cleaning that thing. That was his pride you know, and joy. People come and go so often, I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, that's why the ship uh, got a lot roomier, and yeah. I don't have a roommate anymore. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so he said, uh, if he uh, can ride in the Thanos copter, we can use his technology and his. Uh, well, that works. You know, pretty much gaze into other dimensions. Cool. So we're hanging out here on the moon. So as Thanos says, in balance, it's a good deal. It is a good deal. Uh, what uh, what's on the agenda for us to to take a look at this week? So uh, there's a few different worlds we're going to be looking into. Uh, the ones we're gonna the ones we're gonna start discuss is the um, the the, the rapid one, the Deadpool sequel, otherwise known as Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, the uh, hopefully good M Night Shyamalan a lot a lot a lot a lot of verse uh, Shyamalan Ding Dong that is glass. Um, or yeah, Thank it's you. just glass oh, yeah. instead of Mr. Glass. Um, the return of the slithering, uh, that's known as Brightburn. Okay. Brightburn. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I had forgotten about that one. Uh, and then Captain Marvel and Marvel. Avengers Infinity Four. Infinity uh, Four. Otherwise known as, uh, otherwise known as look into our futures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, end game. The title they said it wasn't. But someone was probably just like, "Wow, that's a lot better than the team we had." So well, I'm glad one of us is on the ball because that is completely off. Um, uh, and then uh, I think we can also probably really quickly bring up maybe like Hellboy because that one came out. Oh, recently. that one did come out. Yeah, 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 so yeah. there's uh, a little and bit, and that's of right in our wheelhouse, too. right? And yeah. it's it's interesting to see, and I and I have a little bit of feelings about that one. So, yeah, so he's got a Thanosy face at times. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful for the movie because I really like David Arbor, the guy that's playing uh, yeah. yes. playing him this time. But I, we'll talk about it when we go into it. All right. So, so what so, do we want to start with? So uh, first things first. Uh, you know, start start strong. I honestly, in the other universe, I don't think I remember where we started, but I think we're going to start off matter. at in the really fucking weird realm of 
Again, I'm just going to call it the Deadpool sequel that is Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Um, so there's a there's I feel a lot like of we spent a really long time. We talking. did, well, we did, there, we did, and that's that's a just lot of a lot of uh, talking about Mr. Mime. There's uh, there's a lot of implications that comes along with that universe that again I think work really well in a cartoon in a video game and that just don't translate well as soon as you try to try to put yeah, them in something I, that I mean, resembles I mean, a real world setting. And the, setting. Big, the biggest question I think you brought up was, do people eat Pokemon? And if they do, there are Pokemon that used to be human. Does that mean they're eating Like, humans? Is it some form of cannibalism? And then Mr. Mime can marry your mom, if according if to one of his Pokedex he, entries. He, he moves in with your mom, and then if you're mean to your mom... Or you talk back to your mom, he immediately marries your mom and becomes is, your is stepfather. Is like just a social contract or do, is this in is, stone? Is it a legal contract <laughs> or can they legally be treated by like humans, but you can force them into little balls? Is that yeah. kidnapping? Like mm-hmm. if he becomes your dad and you catch him, what happens? Like, is that a thing that can happen? That like, can you true. catch your dad? Like, you're not my okay, real step dad. <laughs> Get your Pokeball. And, uh, <laughs> you're not my real dad. And then like, I think so, like pretty sure they've mentioned somewhere that like Pokemon don't have genitalia. Yeah. But yeah. they, but, um, but, the, but this one's voiced by juice. Ryan Reynolds. So we know like, I, I don't know. Like there's, I, 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 now that I've had time to think about it, like I am very worried watching this film is going to ruin Pokemon for me. Yeah. You know, and, and it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder Not um, from a detective Pikachu standpoint, from a, everything else standpoint it, it's one of those ones like i i feel like where everyone says ah blah 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 it's gonna ruin my childhood i i'm hoping it would never get to that and yeah, i guess someone yeah. could have such a visual reaction but to i feel like this matter. is gonna be the closest it's ever been to that yeah i think i think my one question would be you know like what kind of movie reason movie magic reason they're gonna make for him being able to understand pikachu uh, Though to say it's some kind of weird trainer ability that he has, and you know, yeah. whatever. I they can come. He up leveled with up his RPG stat to be able to talk to Pokemon. That <laughs> right, was he, has, he has Pokemon telepathy, something. And I the the movie is very cute. I I I I love Ryan Reynolds, and I think he he does an amazing voice cast job. But I already saw a movie where I didn't get to see Ryan Reynolds' face, and his voice was coming out of something called Deadpool. And now I'm seeing that again in Pikachu, and it's yeah. too close together. Yeah, yeah. That I, I just feel like Pikachu is going to be starting to drop f bombs at any second. I, and I think they imply no, I think that the problem F-bomb. is I'm going to want it. I'm yeah. going to want Pikachu to be and dropping F bombs. It's not going to happen. So, um, and I and I hope you know that it'll that'll be good. But the, yeah, this is a universe where uh, Pokemon that have fire coming out of their necks, back, and tail, tail, walk around like it's normal. You have a Pokemon that likes to put people to sleep and draw on their faces. You have a dude that'll marry your mom if you talk back to your mom. There's there's societal just, implications. I just from feel that. like I just feel like you have some ingrained fear that Mr. Mime's going to be real one day and he's going to marry your mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't really have a worry about that. And if he, and if he did, you know, as long as my mom's happy, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, that's, I think that's very big of no, you. No, no. Whatever. I don't We're care. We're not going to go. As long that. as there's no like eggs happening, there's not like little. But you wouldn't know. You would look away and you'd turn around <laughs> and there were just eggs there. <laughs> that's that when two be... Pokemon go into a room together and one of them's a ditto. Who knows, so, who knows? what happens with humans? Yeah, who knows? Oh, it's so weird. And like, there's po- like I said, there are Pokemon that used to be humans, and then there's the the implications of catching a Pokemon in that world. Like Delibird's entry says, 
you caught it while it was catching food for its children. Ironically, I just uh, caught a Delibird at Pokemon Go recently. Did, uh, yeah, I don't know if in that entry, but in one of his entries, it says that you caught it while it was collecting food for its young, implying that you're now starving its kids. And that's fine. Like, I, I don't know. So I'm I'm interested in the movie and I will go watch it and we will most likely discuss it. But I really don't know. I I never wanted to see Pokemon realistically depicted. Yes, that was and that was never very anything. low on the totem pole of things. I was yeah, interested. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the Teen Titan. I think Titans that came out on on TNT or whatever. Yeah, where it was like I I didn't want this. I wasn't. Which, by the way, for uh, this. a buddy of mine has stated that he really enjoys Titans. I have not watched it, so I can't really render an opinion on it. I don't know this person, but it makes me wonder uh, uh, what kind of background as far as comic books do they have. Uh, even, even just subtracting yourself from the comic book side of it. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, just, it's not something that I wanted yeah, I, or asked for. I think at the end of the day, though, the Pokemon movie is going to be our dark horse uh, in this series. Dark horse what? Dark horse. It's just like of so, being, of being any any type of movie. <laughs> this might be the one that's tough to get through. Uh, this might be the one that's really tough. I don't for us know. To I, get I think it's going to be funny. I just think so. Let's real qu- let's talk about the trailer real quick yeah, because yeah. we've done everything but talk about the trailer. <laughs> uh, it features a young boy who has an ability to to talk to Pikachu, um, uh, to talk to a Pikachu that turns out to be a detective and a former partner of his dad's. Like, I don't. They didn't really imply that. He just said, "I'm the best person to help you find him because you need you you don't want a partner Pokemon, but what about a detective? But what about is a- one of the lines that he says? Yeah. So, and uh, the, I'm your best chance of finding your dad. Yeah. Um, so, and, and he used to want to be a trainer, but that uh, he used to want to be that, a trainer, but that was not the case. So they go sales. on this adventure to figure out what happened to his dad. That's pretty much the trailer. Um, and then they, that actually does sound like the beginning of an anime, right? An absentee parent, a, a kid who has to. Well, that's every Pokemon game. Every Pokemon yeah, game yeah. ever. Uh, I mean, I think there's only like I can only remember like one where you had both parents, and that was. Uh, <laughs> Are you a boy Morris? or a girl? Right. I doubt where your dad was a gym a gym leader. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. or in a Omega uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Um, so there's there, there's implications in the trailer, and I and I there's some really funny moments, and there are some great moments. Um, but the more I watch that trailer, the more I'm like, I don't get how Pokemon would integrate into a real world setting. Yeah, and I don't feel like this is going. I feel like that's that just going to add more questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I do, however, like their interrogation of Mr. Mime. Oh, the scenes, no. the scenes are great. See, I liked it. His, his, the Mr. Mime, like... It's kind of creepy, though, right? It's just so creepy. It's well, disgusting. That's, and that's one of the things, like, when you try to take a Pokemon and make it seem like it could be a real creature. A li- especially a literal rendition. Yeah, that's a I literal just, rendition. I can't remember the name of the artist, and I feel really bad about it. But I do love that they hired a guy that did fan art of what Pokemon would really look like. And he was one of the concept designers for this film. Apparently, it's like emo goth style ways of doing things because he's disturbing. Well, he took it. They're really well done. Uh, it's like realistic to pick the Pokemon. If you image Google it, it'll it'll be one of the first. But the, yeah. he did a really good job and he took like real world creatures and some of them look fucking creepy. Yeah. But <laughs> um, because they're you know, like realistically really fucking creepy creatures like like a dragon walking around should look like a dragon. Uh, admittedly, Charizard is not a dragon type, but, you know, whatever. We'll um, get into that. Right. <laughs> so I'm hopeful. I, I, I don't 
think this movie has what I want. I, I, I don't want the old animated movies, but I wasn't asking for a real-life movie. I kind of wish they had met in the middle. Like a more serious take on an animated movie. Yeah. Is kind of what I wanted. Maybe like an Into the Spider-Verse? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I would even take like a, a Wreck-It Ralph where there's an actual like story and we're not following Ash who's been 12 for 17, 18 years yeah, we, we don't even want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> imagine a Pokemon film in the future where Ash is like really old? He's a, And he was a gym leader. He was a Pokemon master. He's a master, part of the Elite Four. I would take it. He's on top of a mountain. He's got his hood up. And finally, a young trainer goes up to him with his old Pokeball and just goes, I have your old Pokeball. And he just takes it. Chucks it behind chucks him. Chucks it behind him. It's a master <laughs> ball. It'd be great because it would go over and then he would catch like a whale, uh, like a whale <laughs> board or something. He would just catch something really easily, like like a no-look it's uh, a Mewtwo f- like floating like, in, the, in the bay down below. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> in a perfect world. So anything else for Detective Pikachu? I think that's about it. Yeah. It's weird. Not, Move on. We're not going to go into the what it is when a person ha- wants to sleep with a Pokemon. Or no, Pokemon. no. We no. spent like 10 minutes. I think it's the planning meeting, too. So we'll <laughs> skip it. <laughs> I think. I don't remember. Anywho, um, <laughs> fast forward. Uh, we've got, what, we want to talk about Glass? Yeah, we can talk about Glass. Right, Glass, the M. Night Shyamalan extension M. Night Shyamalan of the uh, Unbreakable Universe. Yeah. Yes. So we talked a little bit about how um, basically this is one of the older kind of superhero um, kind of worlds, like universes now. Mm-hmm. Uh but again, we did not know that until recently, right? Yeah. Uh, so this kind of paved the way for having a a superhero movie that wasn't a superhero movie, you know? Um, well, that was Unbreakable. It was yep. a superhero movie that wasn't a superhero exactly. movie. Exactly. It was a movie, it was a genre movie influenced by comic books. Exactly. Yeah. Which was really cool to see. And I, and I find it interesting that you brought up that it was very transcending in its time at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. the MCU took two three four years to before they genre movies yeah. before they started really diving into instead of making comic superhero movies making genre movies that happen to have superheroes or, com- or comic elements in them well even if you want to take it a step further it's the idea that something like a comic book movie has permission to have themes that can be seen as something outside of what would typically be in a comic book movie right if you look at the comic book movies uh, that would soon come after that, the purpose of Spider-Man was not really to tell a, a thematic story or a genre-specific narrative. It was to appeal to the audience that Spider-Man was finally on the screen. The yeah. action was enough of an appeal to win over your audience. Yeah. Right? Blade is another example. Blade, really good movie. But the idea is not we want to tell a specific narrative or we want to have an adult theme for people to learn or be influenced by. We just want to put Blade on a screen mm-hmm. and get people excited. That's all we really want. Checkbox mission accomplished. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, think of like uh, like I, I hate to say it because I've always argued uh, 
I've always argued that Man of Steel has themes built within the film, but Man of Steel suffers from that. Yeah. The ambiance of Man of Steel is not any theme or value that you are trying to pull from. It's trying to reinvigorate that aura that the original Superman films were able to bring of saying Superman is on the screen. Mm -hmm. That's why it took forever to get him in a suit. And then the rest of the film was a typical comic book film. Yeah. So then all of a sudden superhero films, especially in the MCU, were felt like they had permission to tell more adult oriented themes or narratives or values that would cause people to either embrace or question what they were watching. That's what makes Civil War so appealing. But all of that started, in my opinion, with Unbreakable. That Unbreakable, at its core, is a superhero film. It doesn't present itself that way. It doesn't do anything other than create this this aura, this ambiance around heroes and villains, but interject it with a moral and value questioning system that makes it a very appealing film. So I would say at its time it wasn't a superhero film. Maybe not at its time, but I think now that we have other evidence of it, I think now Uh, we can put it there. Especially as they're making like a world around it. Correct. So I think very heavily it was a genre film that had somebody that seemingly had superpowers in it. Yeah, yeah, most Uh, certainly. But, I mean, like, Psycho could be that. It's a a horror movie that happens to have a person with telekinetic abilities in it. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's a superhero or a supervillain movie. Um but I think now looking back at Unbreakable, it is very, very much, very much a superhero movie. And it's being set up that way as we're going into Split and now Glass. Um, now, going back to the trailer. So as we're getting into the trailer, we're presented with this seems to be very much more villain focused. And that'll be very yes. interesting because I think this is the first movie besides um, Infinity war that has like a primary focus on what we would consider the, the villain. villain. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, Bruce Willis's character does not get a lot of screen time in the trailer. Um, I think the other side of it though, is that if you remember the original unbreakable film, there's a sympathetic aspect to the film when it comes to glass. Yes. They yeah. show his past, the whole present sequence mm-hmm. uh, with the birthday gift and him walking across the street to go get it. Uh, like there, well, I guess you could say Split was kind of villain focused. But Split I was very villain focused. Um, but for Glass, like he wasn't presented as a villain until the end. Until Spoilers, the end. by the way. <laughs> if you haven't seen Unbreakable already, Jesus Christ! You're if you were born that not, year. Don't apologize for that. <laughs> don't apologize for that. Uh, that was I, what two thousand. I, routine, I routinely say if it's if it's a plot line that's been available to Wiki for more than a decade. Yeah. It's not a Let spoiler. Let me put it this way. If you could drive now, it's it's no longer a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. You would be 18 years old if you were born that year. Get with the program. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, like, there's something, like, so you're absolutely right in terms of that. This is one of the first films that we've gotten, and it seems to be a trend now, of presenting a more villain-focused narrative uh, to make it more appealing and interesting. I mean, look at look at even even stepping away from movies, but look at TV shows. You you have really uh, where you focus like on Daredevil, where you like you really get into what the villain thinks, feels, and is. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. A yes, villain, that's interesting. A villain who's a villain isn't interesting. Yep. A villain 
nobody thinks they're the villain. Yeah. Like, I mean, oddly enough, Glass in that last line in the movie is probably the closest thing to considering himself the villain. But he did that to prove that his existence had to mean something. Like, he, if yeah, I'm he wanted to prove that there were superheroes to combat his villainy. Right. Well, not necessarily his villainy. His, but, well, to my understanding, it was. I, I am so breakable. There has to be someone on the other end of the spectrum yeah. for me. And if I can get, and if I can prove that, I can prove that superheroes exist and I can make a hero. Yep. Yeah. I think the other side of that film though is is part of it is making the hero, but part of it is is a form of destiny. It's mm-hmm. like a manifest for him in particular. Yeah, for him. Yeah, is yeah. To say I have I have looked at these characters and these things, and I've studied them, and I've embraced them for what they are. And if this is who I am, there must be someone on the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And if I am the hero, there must be someone on the opposite end. To your point, Glass might not see himself as the villain. He might see himself. He might not see heroes and villains. He sees op- opposition. Right. Uh, opposing until, forces. Until, yeah, yeah. Opposing yeah. forces. Until, of course, it's revealed that he started the train accident and all this other sh- was going on. But that's a whole nother. Well, that's when you said, like, don't you know, the, the villain always creates the hero. Yeah. Like he admits that he what admits he, like, if this is what I have to be, I have to be this to create the, the opposite. of Which me. which begs the question what his goal will be in this movie in the new well, one so is uh, it to create this more? movie uh features uh surprise surprise a uh, little fun fact about me my hollywood crush is in this movie uh sarah paulson is in the film she was also in american horror story mm-hmm. she's my oh. hollywood crush i love sarah paulson so i'm a big fan well um, good for you i know <laughs> i haven't had the heart to tell her though so <laughs> Which is funny because the, the one of the next movies we're talking about, my celebrity crush. Oh is well, there you go, Banksy. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth okay, Banks. there you yeah. go. She, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Sarah Paulson. She was amazing in American Horror Story, and uh, yeah, so huh. fun times. So yeah, uh, she <laughs> plays. It got awkward in here, and uh, but she uh, plays this this uh, doctor who specializes uh, specializes in people who. Uh, I guess suffer from a share a delusion that a delusion they that they have superpowers. So it makes me wonder if because uh, there's some uh, basically she states she doesn't believe it, but then there's some things in the trailer that maybe maybe she does or you know is she who she says she is? Well, I think she like she has found a way to access the the parts of Split's personality, or she's found a way to like roulette herself through the parts of his purse. That's what, when uh split, when um, split is in that room and it's got all that shit on the, on the wall and it creates that flash. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a flash, there's another version of him that's there. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if she's flipping through that machine, trying to trying find, to find the beast, trying to find the beast and glass figures out, Hey, there's a machine that allows me to find, the beast, which might be the start of whatever his plan is, but we don't know exactly what his plan is. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, the, the character, the, the female character from split is also in there. Yes. Which, which a lot of people are, are, are rumored that she might be another, like have some sort of power. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I'm excited for the movie either way. It's, it's been a long time coming and it's very nice to see that, uh, I'm, 
a movie universe that that could exist like to to drop that bomb at the end of split and be like mm-hmm. oh this is a continuity thing and i don't think it could could have existed without the mcu oh yeah it's experimenting yeah. right mm-hmm. so they said shared universes are a thing and everyone's jumping on it like uh the you get like the mummy the universal movies. yeah the horrible godzilla and king universe. kong are going into a shared universe now there's talk of gi joe transformers and star trek trying to do something with paramount um but i think this i really, I really want to see that transformers terminator crossover i seriously think we could do it the, uh, <laughs> looks of but, disgust oh, through being but, thrown at what me the? but how committed like to take that amount of time like mm-hmm. the incredibles 2 doing the same thing like taking so long between movies and then to re- like to just drop that bomb and then just be like okay everybody's either okay with it or they're not and <laughs> run with it mm-hmm. like and i'm there's I'm a really mass appeal that- like the the cult base that really enjoyed Unbreakable is ecstatic for this film. Yeah, oh, it's my question, favorite M. Night Shyamalan the, movie. Oh, yeah, question, yeah, totally. The question becomes, how appealing is it to a wider audience? Right. Mm-hmm. That and, becomes the question. Well, Split apparently did well enough. Yeah. That yeah, I yeah, did well enough on its own. that R? Please tell me it's R. Uh, I'm not sure. I hope so. Because if not, who buddy? Who buddy? If Again, if they, not, can make, if they try to make another supervillain movie, PG-13... Mm-hmm. No. Oh man, I know. Uh... <laughs> so while he's looking that up, um, and we'll get definitive. Uh, I think that leads very well into the next movie, uh, which yeah, is which is you know talking about kind of genre, genre mm-hmm. villains focused, focused, right? Uh, which would be, uh, and we're moving from your celebrity crush to uh, Diamond to your celebrity crush um, side. Uh, and I'm going to feel a little bit left out here because we're not going to talk about uh, – I don't really know if I have a celebrity crush. That's okay. And um, I don't know. <laughs> but the movie is. But the movie is Brightburn. And this this trailer is fairly recent. Um, directed, uh, maybe even kind of written by um, James Gunn uh, of and very, very prominently displayed in the trailer. As the Guardians visionary – visionary director of guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. They're, they, they want you to know. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, no, it is rated PG 13. We'll see. I'm hopeful, but that doesn't give me a lot of hope. Does not bode well, but anyway, that was, that was contradictory. Bright burn. Um, but not really. And then, um, so going into the trailer for this, um, uh, Brightburn is directed by David Yaravesky, which means this must be written by by James Gunn. Well, he's a, he's Gunn. definitely executive producer, one of the producers. Um, but uh, Brightburn. Um, so when we watch the trailer, really quick. Uh, okay. Uh, I know we're about to start talking about Brightburn. Uh, uh-huh. The synopsis for uh, Glass, just to just to establish, um, uh, James McAvoy reprises his role as Ke- uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb and the multiple identities who reside within, while Anna Taylor Joy, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, as Casey Cook, the only captive uh, to survive an encounter with the Beast. Following the conclusion of Split, Glass finds Dunn pursuing Crumb's superhuman figure of the Beast in a series of escalating encounters, while the shadowy presence of Price emerges as an orchestrator who holds secrets critical to both men. Interesting. Oh, Price is the... Uh, Price is Jackson, is Glass. 
There you go. So very interesting. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Uh, so so Brightburn, uh, watching this trailer uh, immediately, you get vibes of Man of Steel, right? Almost Just, like almost copyright a shot infringement. For shot. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say Man of Steel. Uh, I mean, it's there's there's similarities to it, but. Uh, I would say any Superman, it's obviously a Superman story. Yeah, yeah. And it, it pulls from, I, I think, multiple sources, not even just my, Man of Steel, but mm-hmm. a lot of the, like, uh, the the spaceship stuff from, like, Smallville. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, there have been so many iterations of Superman yeah. and so, that we've just been coming across. And so, across. basically, this is, like, kind of the first Elseworlds story, if you will, of, like, you know, what if S- Superman was a horror movie? Yeah, done in done in a realistic mm-hmm. setting. So I mean, yep. like there've been animated movies that have said, "What if Zod's son came to Earth instead of yeah, yeah. Kal El or uh, Jor El's?" Yeah, and uh, we it's 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 interesting to see, and it's very. I'm hoping it's very much framed as a horror story that happens to have a psychotic Superman in it. Yes, and then it there's we there's seemingly parts of the trailer where it doesn't seem like it might even be. Uh, voluntary, like it might be something that he has no control over. Yeah, um, which would be very interesting to see how that plays out. That mask is fucking creepy. Yes, I'll give it. I'll give it to the to whoever designed that. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it it you look at that and you're like, this should be silly. This should just look silly. And you're yeah. like, no, no, that's legitimately creepy. It's real creepy, yeah. especially well when done. that there's that moment where he's just hanging there in the air. Like yeah, hovering. right at the end. Right at the end, he's just, um, I don't even think the jump scare, I, like there's a jump scare right after, but that's um, him just hanging there in the I air. I mentioned uh, the first time we talked about this, my only real concern with it is uh, I feel like I've seen a majority of the film already. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. And let, me, let me rephrase. I feel like I've seen a majority of the film. The plot, yeah. Uh, that the overarching direction goes in. Yeah. It, it's well. I mean, most horror movies are like that. Though, Minus the right. If you think about most horror movies, they're usually fairly predictable. You know, blah 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 is going to happen. Guy with a chainsaw is going to come around. People are going to get chased. There's going to be a the blah, and then this is going to happen. Someone's going to hide in a really stupid place, right? And then so like horror movies, by unfortunately by their genre, typically are fairly predictable, especially when you when you show what the element is ahead of time. Which in this case is a psychotic, Superman. a psychotic, or a, yeah, a Superman that wants to kill you, yep, um, or kill a lot of people. But who knows? Um, the and again, like we've talked about it a little bit. May there are directions you can go. I've always said Superman as a storytelling element is usually not that interesting. It's Superman having to live with us that is, and I think. Um, the stories that are more interesting that it comes to him are where you show people having to live in a world with Superman. What, what if this was more his parent centric? Like the trailer doesn't show us that. And that might be a good switcheroo for people that go to see the movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's not told more about his parents, right? It's Mm -hmm. not told from the kid's perspective. It's told from the parents perspective. And that to me could be really fucking creepy. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, I love this kid. I raised him. Yeah. And now all this shit is happening. Well, and part of that could be seen in the trailer, just in the relationship between the mother husband and, the father, and wife. Yeah, yeah. Where he get, like, you see the, the father going, says, "That's he's, he's he, not our end, son. He is not our son. Like yeah. we, we found him in a ship in the woods. We didn't, we didn't make this. Like we found it. So, I, it's uh, I, I'm very interested to see. And it sounds odd to go into a horror film to watch this. 
Uh, I'm interested to see from a philosophical standpoint if they have certain discussions like that that I think would would frame the the classic Superman conversation in and, a different and, light. And it makes me wonder if it'd be interesting to see as well as in a modern context how them seeing these weird things happening to the sun, realizing he's not, you know, he's something else, right? And how how do you deal with that? And how do you address a person, you know, how do you address your son to try and guide him in the right direction? Even, you know. When there's certain, sh- like the, when he's chewing on the fork. Yeah, yeah. And he just beds the fork. Like, and he and he himself doesn't know what's going on. And he like you see that moment where he pulls it out, and even he seems a little bit frightened about what happened. Yeah, like you were doing it, like, and you don't realize it. Yeah. Uh, So I'm 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 hopeful there are moments in the trailer. There are little hints at moments that could be really interesting points. Unfortunately, it's the first trailer. We haven't gotten a lot to go into it. Yeah. Um, But it is nice to see superhero movies branching out to other genres so to far experiment it's, it, yeah it's mm-hmm. an experiment like even if it's even if it's a failed experiment at least it's an experiment i mean guardians of the galaxy was a giant experiment yeah, yeah. like we're gonna take five characters no one gives a poop about and throw them in a space opera and it worked yeah they they did what the avengers did but with five characters no one should care about um so i'm i'm hopeful that if james gunn is investing in this that this is something that he can do well i love slither yeah, yeah. um and I think he he has the chops to do a horror movie well, or to influence a, mo- a horror movie going well. And if he's willing mm-hmm. to put his money behind it, that that's that says something. Yeah, I think I think that that means something. Yeah, and I'm glad that it might be this one rather than New Mutants. Yes, that is the first horror comic book yes. genre to come out. We don't even um, know if New Mutants is even happening anymore. Yeah, with right? the Fox deal yeah. thing happening, it's been shelved so, so many, many times. times. I understand as an actor. I hate like, if I sign that contract. I, I, I think you get paid. Well, oh, that's you get just paid anyway. I, I, I get it. But if, if you like acting and you like seeing a performance that you've done, and some actors don't, they just like, I just want to do the movie, get paid and get done. But if, if you're one of those actors who, who like, who want to see, who want your the final your, product, your, your pro- final product to be seen and you want to see what it is. Cause most actors don't know what it's going to be on screen until they see it. Yeah. Um, that but would be very disheartening. Good example. Green Lantern. Like, most of his stuff was CG'd, so he had no idea what he was reacting to or talking to or the line of dialogue coming from the other people in most of the scenes. That was probably very disappointing for him. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that no, what's, uh, I'm pretty sure he even said he hasn't seen the final cut, neither has the editor. I think um, that's what makes the... That's what makes... We'll talk about the next set of films, but that's why when you watch... Uh, uh, I've watched interviews with Chris Evans where he says, like, I implicitly trust, like... The, 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 guy, the, the guys and gals at, at Marvel because like they knock it out the park. And I think in a, if you were to read between the lines, part of that is we are asked to do ridiculous things and react to things that are not in front of us. And then we go to the theater and we watch these films and we go and it's all pieced together. We've been able to see components of it, but we've not been able to see the final product. And even when we are interacted, it's something we really don't have all the context that's there. And then we finally see the final product. And, and even, it's amazing. Even they are amazed by it. And it's it. amazing. So, yeah. like, when when Chris Evans says in an interview, like, no, I, the, when it comes to the Russo brothers, when it comes to Kevin Feige, I absolutely trust the direction they're going in uh, and the decisions that they make. Part of it is probably to that point, that, that idea of... 
there are probably plenty of projects that actors have been in that require that extensive amount of CG that they finally go into it and they go, oh, this is fine. This is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, and in case, every once in a while you go in and it was like, wow, that was really bad. Wow, that was terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Not necessarily their acting, but the scene. But everything else. Place. All right. Um, so speaking of what will most likely have a lot of CG in it, um, but has a decent amount of practical effects, we're just going to we'll just go segue right into Hellboy. Yeah, that's what quickly. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll end so on the, first, uh, the MCU. There are, first trailer. There are a lot of people that are very comfortable on the fence. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fence. Yeah. Seems, yeah. Just ride that fence. Typically sitting on a fence would be incredibly uncomfortable. This is apparently the most comfortable place you could be when it comes to this trailer. I mean, to be honest, there's not too much to go on. They did say, so, uh, Mike, uh, what is his last name? Who actually created Mignola? Mignola. Yeah. Mignola. Uh, Mignola. Okay. I think the M is silent. He, he the or way, silent, the way he described, this movie is he said Ron Perlman really laid into the humor of it. Um, he really kind of leaned into that kind of adolescent adult type thing where he's a full grown person, but he was still kind of an adolescent. And the, so they laid into the humor. He said, David Harbour kind of leans into a different aspect, but is still very much grounded in Wells Hellboy is grounded in Hellboy, which is good when the creator says that obviously he has a reason he wants to say that, but um, I don't think he would say that without cause. Um, I, why well, I, I think he wants people not to go in expecting Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, he, because it is not. Yeah. Um, there's definitely going to be humor there, but he is more, he is, he is an adult. This is a Hellboy who's out in the open. He is not hidden from society. This is someone who's been doing his job for, for a while. I kind of feel like. It kind of feels like the old Hellboy with the veneer of asshole, yes. kind of draped over it. Uh-huh. Like the professor's more of an asshole. Yeah, everyone Hellboy's is more of an asshole. asshole. Um, so the people just, he's working with are total assholes. Right? So it just it just feels like the original Hellboy just with a veneer of asshole, and it doesn't help the fact that it looks like it's the same plot. Like yeah. because in the trailer they show him walking out of the the pit with, with, horns, with the yeah. horn and the crown and the sword well, from, from what i've read again the the original creator said that um they didn't want to go backwards they said we've already done the origin story in the original movie del toro did that he said we want to move forward which is confusing when you watch the actual trailer right because that's that that is the they that's the culmination of movie one mm-hmm. is unless that this scene. is the beginning of this movie which would be interesting and i hope I hope that's the case, but it yeah. kind of feels like from what we've seen in the trailer, it doesn't feel that way. But yeah. it would be very interesting to see a jaded um, Hellboy that's basically been like, I almost opened the gates of hell. Yeah. Uh, and that's why everyone treats him like shit, is that mm-hmm. they basically know that he's a key to hell. Yeah. And it would be very interesting to see. Uh, what I, I hope it's not basically like, but with the female being the bad guy that feels like Rasputin's. Um, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. The bad guy from the first movie. Yes, the, Peyton, yeah. I'm brain farting on the name, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy. When he like his lackey that helps him come back. Oh, that, that chick with the blonde hair. Mila Jonas, I think, is in this this, this movie. Um, yeah. but it feels like that, and it's like it feels like a carbon copy of Hellboy One, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a dangerous game to play. That is, especially when you think of this movie is obviously geared towards adults, mm-hmm. which means they're automatically in the age group that would have watched 
Hellboy the original one. Hellboy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a little bit of a grimace face. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful. I, I think David Arbor is a great actor. I think he looks pretty good. Uh, I'll admit I kind of like the Ron Perlman look a little bit more. Some people, uh, so, um, uh, Less some, some people, see, some people I talked to, uh, preferred, and I know this is going to sound nitpicky, but preferred Ron Perlman's character, uh, renditions hairstyle. Uh, oh, with the pulled back look pulled back rather than the messy look. They said mm. it just didn't look right to them. I've had multiple people tell me that. I kind of like this because it's a guy that just doesn't give what people think about him or his hair. Yeah, true, true, true. Like uh, in the first movie, it was a it was a Hellboy that was very concerned with people liking him mm-hmm. or the certain people liking him or fitting in, even though he was hiding. Like he wanted to prove that he could go out. This is just one that's just like everyone. I hate everybody. They should die. So it's the it's rated R, right? Uh, I think so. Let's take a look. I think I think it's take a look again. But he, I, I, and and you're right. It, it, there are a lot of similarities, and he even sounds like uh, Ron Perlman in in the uh, trailer, um, which is a risk. I mean, you know, I don't know what else he would sound like, but that's uh, you know. I'm Hellboy. <laughs> oh boy. I'm uh, Hellboy. Yes, it is R-rated. Good. All right, good. Um, and uh, I, f- I feel like this movie exists because Deadpool existed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see. To an extent, I yeah. think. I don't know if it's the movie. I think the trailer exists because Deadpool exists exists the the trailer's presentation yeah okay is, right is very deadpoolish mm-hmm. um and i don't know if they're banking that way uh i will say this that is is probably the most trailer trailer i've ever watched there's no real organization to it there's like it's, no plot it's just literally a collection of scenes from an upcoming movie it's about as yeah. trailer yeah. as trailer can get yeah no no storyline <laughs> whatsoever there's no storyline at all, which is which and is no why, real like like cohesive like flow to it. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it a pure trailer, which which is why, you know, I have some hope and maybe that it won't be a carbon copy paste of the first movie. Um, I, I'm hopeful. Like I said, it's just that one crown and sword scene where I'm like and then it culminate like the way the trailer culminates in that makes that seem like it's a very significant yeah. well, moment well, in the I movie think- and the dialogue that leads up to it. Yeah, I, but I would love if like everything we saw in that movie is in the first ten minutes. Oh, yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh, I mean, we uh, Diamond and I were talking earlier uh, about uh, another movie that we're going to talk about soon. Uh, but just the fact that so many people are jaded right now about trailers because they've been lied to, and it's yeah. not like foolery, like oh, it's just a mistake. Literal lies. Uh, I mean, when we think about Infinity War, yeah, you know, trailer scenes that will never, that have never happened. Marvel's gotten really good at it. Yeah, uh, and it has people questioning every trailer they see. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's so. I'm interested. It's. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Hopeful. I'm going to go see it. I like Hellboy. I like the yeah. original Hellboy. Same here. Um, I like the comics. As I, well. I'll admit I kind of miss Perlman. And yeah. I, I think Arbor was bad. I didn't see Abe Sapien in this, so that's. I guess they they had enough of um, fish sticks for the this this last year. Fish sticks. What are you or fish sticks? What are you? Gay fish. Are you a gay fish? No. 
<laughs> uh, I'm Aquaman. I'm Aquaman. Uh, I want to let everyone know I'm not Aquaman. I just, I just, I, 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 I know Aquaman. Uh, thing we have in common is our love of the sea. <laughs> so, so the next one, uh, the next two. Wait, hold, hold up, bitch! You sure you ain't a hobbit? You sure you ain't a hobbit? Tell me, I ain't not a hobbit again. <laughs> Yo, she does not glow blue. Uh, the sword glows blue, not, <laughs> not her. Um, what's next? Next uh, is the we're gonna, last two, right? We're going to lump two of them together. We're going to really quickly go over, I guess, uh, Captain Marvel. Marvel, 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 Marvel. Uh, two things from this trailer. We saw, uh, three different outfits for her character that are mm-hmm. all comic book specific. Yep. Uh, so comic book fans of Captain Marvel get every visual they possibly could from her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get her uh, without the Marvel, the, the, the Marvel suit. Uh, they get her with the classic suit and then they get her with the Mohawk suit or yeah. as I like to call it, Which just, I the, like it. just the Mohawk. Um, uh, in terms of the, <laughs> the trailer, every trailer I've seen for it is really doubling down on her beating the shit out of this old lady. <laughs> uh, like really at least, at least, they, at least they kind of clarified because they, uh, apparently they got a lot of pushback because of the first teaser. Well, apparently people were like freaking out. They were like, she's beating the shit out of this old lady. And then they were like, like well, no, it's a scroll. You gotta, yeah. You gotta <laughs> yeah, watch it. Uh, they did try to qualify that where they talked about, so these scrolls are shape changers, Yeah, but they didn't actually show us anything changing say, shape. So it just looks like she's beating up an old lady in your context clues wise. But like, like I had to explain that to non comic book fans. They're like, why is she punching an old lady? It's like, well, scrolls can take the form. And of it. you know, all old ladies are evil, obviously. That's, uh, that's, for duh. that's what she should have re- responded with. <laughs> you know, old ladies are evil. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the, and the thing is, we we've seen a little bit like uh, so uh, towards the end of the trailer, we we also see some are calling this uh, her going binary, uh, which is her powering up right at the end of the trailer. I don't know if she's actually doing that. She's just maybe just le- letting I, out I an think energy blast the, of the, some sort. The, the we said it, it the, we said it when we talked about this before, and I've not been able to get it out of my head. The unfortunate reality of this film is it serves one purpose, and, and that is showing how that she can stand toe to toe with Thanos. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole purpose of the movie. It's fair. Is is showing how powerful she is. So if we've had an issue with plot armor before, this is the heaviest plot armor we're You're probably gonna find, ever yeah. going to find. So I mean, the big thing we talked about last time, I think um, you said it best, uh, props. Is um, is that the best thing they could do is not put the main characters that we know obviously live in life-threatening situations. Yeah. I just don't see any other characters I give a sh- about in yeah. this trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, other than Jude Law, <laughs> other than Jude Law, which apparently, thanks to Funko Pop, we know is now Yon a bad Rog. guy. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, he's maybe I care about him. He's such a handsome bad guy, though. Yeah. How? Yeah, Dumbledore uh, but even, got hot. Even, even, half of, even half of the villains are have plot armor. Yeah, uh, well, that's just it. Like, So some people think that Ronan the Accuser is going to be the villain. But 
I don't know if he'll be the villain. I, he's already been a villain. He might before. not even be a villain. He he's, he might just be a dude. He might just be a dude that's around. You know, yeah. Korath. You know, uh, was a villain before, but the, the, he might not even be a villain. Like obviously, he's part of the Star Force or whatever it's called, but um, he might not even be necessarily a bad guy, or he may not figure into the bad guys. Uh, right now, the bad guys are seen as the Skrulls, but depending on. Captain Marvel's backstory, like the true backstory of her in this movie, they might not actually be the bad guys. Yeah. If Marvel is, if we are to believe that the next phase of Marvel is scroll specific, rumors are going around that the next phase after Thanos is going to be scroll specific, that the way to create longevity for certain characters or the way to write off certain characters is to establish that they were not who we thought they were. That they were uh, some of, scroll sometimes individuals. Sometimes it depends on the character, but I c- you could see that as a cop-out, as lazy writing for certain characters. Oh, man, wouldn't it be fucking nuts if that's how Col- Coulson didn't die, it was a scroll. Oh, like, see, that's, okay, okay, But see, okay. that's the thing, is I yeah. think for certain characters to not come back, how how crazy would it be if their writing was that, well the reason there are certain characters that don't come back is because they are scrolls, right? The only reason the super soldier serum worked on Steve Rogers is because Steve Rogers wasn't human. Oh, that'd be crazy. You know, I don't know if they'd ever go that far. I don't think they can do that. No, I don't think they they could either, but I think that's the, that would be an interesting foundation to it. Mm -hmm. The idea that there are certain people or like, yeah, that's a huge thing where there, uh, there's two characters, uh, in, in the coming movies where they're, they've kind of been on the, on, on the scroll page. One of them was um, one of them was the Hulk and the other one was uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Was was Ronan actually. So there was rumors that some people are throwing around the rumor and we're getting into endgame now, but some people are throwing around the rumor that uh, the Ronan that you see is the actual Hawkeye and the Hawkeye we've seen in some of the other movies has been a scroll or vice versa. The Ronan is the scroll. Yeah. And then that the reason Hulk got beat by Thanos is because he's not really the Hulk. He's a scroll. Yeah. So, like, I don't know all, if you now need all to of get, a sudden you're getting really deep into certain I, and things. And I don't think you need to get that complicated with it. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like if they're going to do that, that's going to be something that leads into the that could lead into the next phase. We'll have to see what happens in the movie. Just looking at the trailer, we the, there's no. There's nothing that implies that. There's nothing that implies any long term. Um, outside of just Captain Marvel, period. The the biggest problem... Well, there's two problems I have with Captain Marvel. And I've said it before, I hate prequels. Yep. Like I said, you said eight people are on that, that poster. And eight, yeah. six of them we know live. Five of them we know automatically have to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, unless they get replaced by a scroll, I guess. And then that just kind of cheapens what's happening with them later. So... But the other thing I don't like is I hate amnesia stories. Yes. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that pans out. If that's more just the first half of the film and not necessarily the whole film. Yeah, I don't know. Because if you spend too much time with Captain Marvel trying to discover herself, like fans are... I think think the basic... It won't end well. In my opinion, the basic plot of the movie will be... You know, she comes down as a Kree enforcer trying to get the scrolls. Then she f- figures out that she's human, 
and she has a life. She figures out what that is, regains her memory somehow, finds out that the Kree and the Skrulls are dicks and that they're basically putting Earth in the middle of their in their fight and she just takes them all out. Yeah. End of story. I can hope. Um, but again, I just don't like amnesia stories. Yeah. So I'm ho- if Marvel's doing it, I'm assuming they think they can do it well. One would hope. Uh, we've routinely joked about it. Every movie that's come out has been Marvel's chance to finally have a dud. Yeah. And this this will be one of the bigger ones. Uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, this is this could be the first movie that could suck. Yeah. Okay. That was good. Okay. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. If this if there's a movie that's gonna suck, it's gonna be the one that tries to establish magic. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Well done, Marvel. Spider Man. Um, uh, we've seen so many Spider Man movies. This could be one that really sucks. Um. But even, I mean, like, Civil War, it was like, okay, we're going to throw every Avengers into a movie together, and we're yeah. going to make one where Captain Mar- where Captain America and Iron Man are fighting one another. Okay, this could suck. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. No, this was great. Yeah. Uh, in Infinity excited. War, there's so many characters, this could really blow. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. And then, and th- okay, so, okay, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Captain Marvel. Okay, we're going to do a prequel, an amnesia story, uh, set in space, but on Earth with uh, a, a majority of of that we know live. And we're going to introduce a whole other race that kind of invalidates a lot of the stuff we learned about in Avengers. And by the way, three of the characters in the film are using uh, uh, youth uh, uh, CG facial animation through the whole film. Who, uh, Fury, Coulson. Fury, Coulson, and... Um, well, I mean, I guess um, Ronan and Korath. Yeah, Ronan and Korath. Are they, oh, really? Okay, I wasn't... I mean, Ronan's got heavy makeup. Korath, definitely, time. because Korath doesn't have a hole through his face well that's true yep so so we'll see um i'm i am hopeful i will i'll go into every mar every mcu movie and be like i hope this is not the one that bombs but if there's one that's for me that's not going to resonate as well it's going to be this one because i'm just going to be waiting for the things i know to have that need to happen to happen Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if she's going to take on Thanos, she has to be above a certain, like if, if that's who Nick Fury is calling on, like shit is like, and again, uh, to what you, you were talking about earlier at one point, uh, outside the, the cast where it was, just like, why wasn't Nick Fury calling her when like the, the, the fucking tech Tesseract or yeah, did there's he, got was to, he like paging her? And then she'd showed up and be like, what's going on, Nick? Yeah. Uh, there's got uh, to, you have to now, yeah, she comes, like, down, you she comes in in infinity four and it's like, this is the 10th. I'm you're stuck oh. having to explain why this isn't why she hasn't come back. I, I, and I, I brought it up before, like, as everyone's like, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool if like the Fantastic Four were in the in the, the MCU? And I go, no, I'm not excited for that. And they're like, why? Have because they explain. have to retroactively explain why they haven't been here. Every single movie has to explain why another character isn't in there. The entire time I was watching Winter Soldier, I was like, why is an Iron Man knocking on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s door being like, why is... Steve what's, uh, Rogers what's going on here? Ding, 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 ding. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, they just they just bypass that completely. Right, they don't talk about it. And you can that's the only way you can deal with it is either... It's is just, ignore it just, entirely. Just ignore it. Willing suspension then, of disbelief. And then hope. But, I mean, like, like there had to be the line and um, the two lines in Avengers Infinity, Infinity War explaining why Hawkeye and Ant-Man weren't there. Like, because theoretically... Because you had to justify that. Theoretically, here's the question. How long... Uh, was Thanos's um, uh, uh, assault on the universe? How long has he been doing that? Yeah, right, right. right. 
theoretically, is he doing that in the middle of Captain Marvel? So, so yeah. So the question, one of the big questions people had is for Thanos, why didn't some other superpowered individual, be it alien yeah. or elsewhere, take an interest in what Thanos was doing? And some of them, you well, know, the only other superpowered individual would be Captain Marvel. Well, well aliens was why, why, why haven't other aliens amassed a giant fleet? Where's the Nova Corps? You know where? Well, what? the Nova Corps is gone. Well, by this point, but I mean, by before this point, that, Nova Corps. Yeah, if, yeah, they, yeah. if they knew, and then, so the argument is, well, how? You know, maybe he was just doing it on the outskirts, you know, and just and yeah. now is moving his way in. There's that argument. Yeah. Um. So so let's let's transition into Endgame. The next one. So the next thing. <laughs> the right. next one. A- Avengers next. Avengers next. Uh, I will still for forever call it Infinity Four, uh, just because Infinity Four, the Avengering, the Avengering, the Avengering. So I, it's <laughs> Avenge me. This trailer is a very um, somber trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a very well. It was a very somber ending. Like like. We remember coming out of that the the end of Infinity War and like there was people like crying. Yeah, like it's there a big was deal for a lot. There of was people. a lot of people that like that dust said the Avengers will return question mark and then it just faded into dust and there was like a lot of people that were viscerally reacted to that. So like I, I, ow. I just want to say something real quick. Could you imagine if somehow Marvel kept a hold on the fact that there was going to be a sequel to that movie and somehow just did not put out that there was going to be a sequel? And that was the movie you got. So there was no post credit scene. There was no like, like there was no, there was no post credit scene. There was. I like, gotta be ironic. I might like movie? that movie more without the Captain Marvel ending, and without the Avengers will return. Yeah, if that movie yeah. just ended. Could you imagine that credits. Like if you had a kid and you just showed them the movies in order, and they got to that part and didn't know there was another movie, and that was the end. And that was the end. That was it. Yeah, that's it, man. That's the last movie. She's and then the, real. Like, do you could you imagine how much more devastated people would have been? Oh yeah, I can imagine. That's like that's. Just like, I have prayed to the Lord that if He plans on taking me, please let it be in June. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already seen <laughs> Avengers Endgame. I've gotten my answer. I've gotten ten years of comic book movies. I'm good to go. If you're gonna take me, I'm good. <laughs> take me now. <laughs> But like, let's uh, knock on wood that doesn't happen. It's a, it's a, it's a somber, um, it's a somber trailer. Uh, it, it blows me away how good Robert Downey Jr. is. Yeah, I mean, there's, every, like, it's not. I'm almost surprised every time I like see a snippet of him in something, where I just sit back and I go, God. Damn, he is good. Yeah, I mean, he he. <laughs> not many people come out come out of the other side of drugs better. Better, but by damn, like, god damn, he is <laughs> like, good. He, he is he is uh, he is a self transformative person. Yeah, um, and he threw himself into, into this, this role. role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, and he said it in interviews that they gave him a chance, and he he swore to himself that he wouldn't throw it away, and he didn't. I mean. Yeah. And he he loves being Tony Stark. Yeah. Just in his reactions and his just public persona. As much as Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, Robert Downey Jr. Junior's is Iron Tony. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. My God. He's just easy, hands down. One of my favorite things I've ever seen him in as Tony Stark or pose, well, being himself, 
is not a movie, but it's a clip of there's this uh, company that makes affordable prosthetics, uh, uh, yeah, 3D yeah, printed yeah. prosthetics, the arm for and the he kid. comes in as Tony, as Tony Stark, Stark, and it's and it's such a beautiful moment, and he loves every, he just all smiles, and he loves every second of yeah. it. And that relates into the movies when he's in them. Yeah, uh, he the the first scene. Uh, Chris Evans masters the uh, one tear mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. uh, trailer, which makes me laugh every single time. There are certain actors that are just really good. Rest in peace, they the beard. This has to work. The one tear. He's clean shaven. Yeah, he's got the. Some people are having a problem shaven. with that. Apparently, they're like, well, yo, uh, yo, all your no. friends disappeared, and you can't do the morning beard. No, that's beard. because <laughs> like he, like people thought. Including myself, because Evans was hot as shit with that beard. Yep, uh, and he was pretty uh, fucking baller. He was baller with the beard and his clean shaven. It's a tough thing to go back to. Not to mention his hair is still really long. Yes, it's not like the crew cut that he had, mm-hmm. or it's still slick, but it's he had like the crew cut going uh, on. I the guess they're films. trying to establish that you know the amount of time that has gone by. It's enough yes. time to where he that's what we have to, to see. Barber, so, you know. <laughs> Like he mm-hmm. that he needed to go he through just a physical decided change. He was not he was not feeling going back to the barber. Uh, surprisingly, in that same period of time, uh, Black Widow still has the um, the blonde hair, so she's still rocking the Yelena Belova look. Yep. Um, we get a little bit of Scott Lang at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, hey guys, uh, it's me, Scott Lang. I'm the humor of the film. <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of scene for him. Uh, poor, poor him. Well, you know, and it begs the question again. You know, it's again. Diamond and I were talking about this. How everyone who has watched this trailer, because there's a lot of CG parts in it. They're banking like, so please. hard on like Marvel's oh, line. Oh my god, to them. they're like, oh, they're. Ugh. All the all the Reddit's uh, Reddit uh, things uh, topics are like no this this is probably not true this is probably not true what part of the trailers aren't true check out my YouTube video oh my god and they're always the YouTube video god. where the voice is like this it is a computer this is obviously a fake part of the trailer and you're like so no, funny no man I mean we won't know until it happens obviously they're gonna cut things together in a trailer to evoke a reaction and yes. At the end, a lot of people think that the um, the interaction between uh, Black Widow and Steve, to be honest, they might not even be looking at that screen that has Ant Man on it. Yeah, it, it might they might be a completely different scene because they've cut the audio <laughs> and video to be that way, just to mess with people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question though. Uh, in watching this trailer, is the Infinity Gauntlet now seared onto his hand? Uh, cause he's still wearing it. Cause he's still wearing it. It's possible. And it's like, he didn't clean it. He didn't like try to make it look nice. It is seared like down to the bone. In the bone. So like, I'm almost wondering if part of this film is just going to be, he can't take it off. So part of it may be the idea that Thanos is the one who does have to make the decision whether or not to, to, Try to use it to bring. People Try back. to use it to bring people back because he can't take it off. That no I mean, uh, off. another another uh, theory people have pointed out is uh, even if they can get it off of there, say they don't believe that you can take the Infinity Stones off the gauntlet. Correct. Once they're in there, I think they're in there for good. And so their theory is like, well, no one can actually wear the gauntlet except for Thanos or possibly the Hulk because uh, the size of their hands. So no one could actually wear it. Uh, I mean, like Thor and Iron Man could always put it on outside. Like you just, could they wiggly you, the fingers? 
Do you need to? But That's just that we don't wiggly know. The fingers. I mean, it yeah. looked like Thanos had to clench his fist in order to use the power. So. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know how the Nivellir, uh how the gauntlet works. Mm-hmm. How the Nivellir dwarves made the gauntlet work. Like, yeah. Who the hell knows how the gauntlet works? The gauntlet like, could only be for him, for all we know. Like, I mean, and the surprising fact is that uh, there are some people who thought that they weren't going to see any of Thanos in the trailer at all. Well, I mean, technically, if you really want to get into it, you didn't. Yeah. You, saw, you saw the back of somebody that looks a lot like Thanos walking through a field. Yeah. With a gauntlet. With a gauntlet, With a gauntlet on. So, safe to presume it is, but, like, they didn't give yeah. you his face. They didn't give you anything. I mean... Mind you, the trailer's only, what, 40 seconds? It. Yeah, I mean... and oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Don Cheadle. Uh, it's Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't using him for War Machine right then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... It's Terrence Howard. Times. No, it's Terrence... Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> man, Tony, man. That'd be ridiculous. Thanos Howard. Here we go. Uh, so it, I mean, it's a teaser at the end of the day, you know. It is very much a teaser. Uh, the the Scott Lang thing, like everyone's like, oh, this is archive footage. And I, I just, like, I just to your point, like who the fuck knows? Yeah. But he has the van that the quantum tunneler was in, exactly. exactly. Which if he was stuck in the quantum verse. Doesn't so he obviously of, got out. We just don't know when he got out, right? And mm-hmm. how? And the now. way. But I mean, so, like he would have to have been. He would have gotten out after. The correct. van was so still there, which someone, means he couldn't have gone in the past because the van so wouldn't be at when that we, location. And, and someone made a point online. When you consider what a – they talked about time vortexes uh, in the quantum realm. Um, a vortex is something that is chaotic. Uh, so if you were caught in the middle of a vortex, you are still while chaos reigns around you. So their theory is that if you got stuck in a time vortex, you would never be able to go actually back to the past in a time vortex. You'd only be able to come out in the future because time would be going crazy around you. No, that is that's their theory that that they that I have seen online. A few people have. have I don't I don't think time gives a shit. No, No, I don't think so. You wouldn't call it a time vortex. You would just call it um, uh, like a you just call it a singularity or a, a Mm-hmm. or something like you you would just it's slow it would it would affect the rate at which you perceive time that's mm-hmm. not a time vortex that's a time i i, I don't know like i, I guess singularity like i don't see why you would even throw the word vortex on there yeah yeah, like, yeah it's just something you would just be like it's they're functionally black holes like call it time vortex implies time is involved like time would be involved and yeah and, I don't know, like people go under different, but I've always subscribed to the theory that time travel is implied that you're moving at a rate significantly different than other people perceive it um, to the point of, but like time travel, we're always traveling through time, but like subtracting yourself from the time equation and letting time move around you is not time travel to me. Yeah. That's just, you figured out how to go into stasis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but wh- so it's a time stasis field. <laughs> if it, if it, if yeah, I don't yeah. know, like we don't know what the rules of the quantum verse are. They, exactly. they, they were talk of going into it more in the scene, in the scenes they cut from Ant Man and Wasp. But I watched the deleted scenes; there weren't any in that, so I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. So I, um, we have a lot of questions and, yeah. and no, answers. no answers. I think uh, what I what I do like is um, Marvel always has this way of making so made this very serious teaser with very big stakes, uh, and then at the end you get this ray of sunshine and Paul Rudd. Well, I, I, I've never. I, 
I don't like that that formulaicness of their trailers. I actually really dislike. I don't know. I it brought a smile on my face, but I, I like the smile. But the it's execution, like, I don't think it's the issue. The super somber thing, like the first one, I really noticed it with was Civil War. Civil War. True, like that yeah. was a really somber trailer, and then suddenly they were like underoos, and I was like, you know, I was enjoying my somber moment. Get, let me let me have that. And they were like, no, underoos. <laughs> no, under-oos. I don't know. I, I like it. I like I, the I like the Ant-Man portion. I like the Ant-Man portion, but I wish there, there had been a different trailer that was less like serious and melancholy. To add that like, on to. I, I don't feel the pivot. And the same thing like the Captain Marvel trailers where it's all like very like, uh, and there's one joke in that trailer, I think. Yeah. It's With like, the cat? Uh, well, there's the cat thing at the end, but there's that moment where she's just like, do you even know how to fly this? And she goes, I'm pretty sure. He's like, pretty sure. She's got to know how to fly this. Like that scene is kind of jokey, but not yeah. really. But then it just, yeah. it pivots immediately into like Nick Fury petting a cat. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know why every trailer feels like they have to do that where they have to end on a... Well, because when Sam Jackson says, I want to pet a goddamn cat, you go, you're going to let him pet a goddamn cat. I'm all for him petting a cat. (laughs) I want to pet a goddamn cat. I I want it to be here in that. I don't want to come across as anti-cat. No. I'm just putting that out there. I'm no, all for no, cats. I don't think cats. anyone. I don't, I don't think anyone thought that. As uh, I'm not. I don't want to come across anti Samuel Jackson exercising free will. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone thought that. But I, I just don't like that pivot. <laughs> no, I, I just want to. I just want to clarify for everybody that's listening. <laughs> I'm not against Sam Jackson's free will uh, uh, to who, pet a cat. Uh, he just. Uh, he just turned uh, old. Yeah, seventy. Oh, he just turned. Uh, God, I hope Sam Jackson old. never hears that. Yeah, um, I'm sending I'm it right sure. to him. Just that clip in and of itself, and then I'm gonna tag you. There you Say go. that again. <laughs> Say I'm old one more time. <laughs> you told me to say you're old. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so what? That's our look in the future. <laughs> obviously excited for everything. Um, I I I always feel like the downer when it comes to trailers. Like it was like, oh man, Infinity War, and I was like, nah, we didn't see anything. <laughs> I mean, we did. We didn't see we anything. Didn't, yeah. And then there was like the running scene. I, I st- my my still favorite part is the is the one where somebody was like, who's the guy with the beard and the suit? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, the guy in the running scene was like a sh- they were in like a suit, and I was like, like the shield guy. And they were like, was it like a shield person? They were like, no, I don't know who it was. And they pointed. I was like, that's Chris Evans <laughs> with a beard. Is what? I was like, that's Captain America. Could have been worse. It could have been Black Widow. <laughs> You'd be like, that's a woman. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the, the Infinity War trailer. Do you not know gender? <laughs> are you Professor Oak? Do you not uh, know Are gender? you a boy or a girl? What's my grandson's name again? Anywho. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like we've we've monopolized enough of the, the U2's time. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, I you know, I think I hear him. Uh, he's, he's coming back, he's coming so back. <laughs> it's probably best if we leave before he gets here. Smoke yes. bomb out of here. Yes. Uh, I don't only because know my of future. all of the f- jammy fingerprints that you've left all over the place, props. I saw buttons and I pressed buttons. There's I don't literally know what they fingerprints did. all over every screen in the in the room. Oh, uh, I was circling on stuff. There's a lot of dust in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. Insert ellipses here. Uh, I think if you want to close this out. All right. Uh, I don't know how we. uh... (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. How long have we been doing this for? Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. You're only going to get good at it if you practice. Right. Thank you for listening to us on uh, Sanctuary One Radio. 
I am Side. Uh, we have Props. We have Diamond. Uh, always uh, remember to check us out at Sanctuary One Radio uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, we have an Instagram, correct? Uh, There's an account. Yeah. There's an account. We'll, we'll get to that. Twitter. Later. Our logo is posted. Uh, so <laughs> smash that like button. You know, subscribe. Do all that. And uh, we'll we'll be here uh, to, so you can listen to us again. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, give us questions. We want to do stuff. Yeah, I want to. We throw it out there every week. So far, no one but coworkers has brought anything up, and so we, we want questions. I listen to my coworkers enough. I would love to listen to yeah. other people. Random so. people in the universe. Yeah, right? just throw it at us. We want to. We want to. <laughs> want to see it. They didn't see that. Viewers no, didn't see they, what they, I did they, there. No, I think they, 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 they know. They know. We're, we're ending this right now. So, smoke bomb. So, uh, goodbye, everybody. Smoke bomb. Goodbye. <laughs>